Hey, Ryan, come read the Drift ad. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Drift Outfitters in downtown Toronto, Ontario. Drift Outfitters is your source for all things fly fishing. From waders and boots to threads and feathers, Drift has it all. Okay, wait. Can you hear the raccoon in my wall? Because <laughs> that's all I'm hearing. I'm like, oh my God. Check out their website for their latest updates and policies regarding shopping during the pandemic. Curbside pickup for your online and phone orders is a great way to get all the gear you need. And they're shipping for free across Canada on orders over 175 bucks. Visit driftoutfitters.com to learn more. Driftoutfitters.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of SoFly. It is uh, February, mid-February, and we're back recording another episode. My name is Mitch, and we've got Aldo. Hey, everybody. And we've got Yilma. <laughs> yeah, hi. <laughs> That's so insane. Uh, we're back recording another episode today. We're excited to be uh, interviewing um, somebody else. I know last podcast, we just sat the four of us talking about flies, so it's nice to have a fresh face on here. But today, we're talking to uh, Jordan Pocket. Jordan is a Southern Ontario fly fishing guide and head guide at a perfect drift guide company. Uh, Jordan was born and raised in Southern Ontario, but actually learned to fly fish at a young age on the east coast of Canada, chasing Atlantic salmon and brook trout. Uh, now he guides for all species of resident trout, steelhead bass, and other warm water species, again, down here in Southern Ontario. But today he is on the show. Jordan, welcome. Thanks, guys, for having me. Uh, pleasure to be on the show. Long time listener and glad to be a guest. Oh, amazing. No, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know, um, although you guys got out on the river this fall, yeah, or winter, I guess. Yeah, yeah um, I know it seems like every show we mention Josh on the fly more and more, but just kind of because like we spend a lot of time fishing with him because he has yeah. a lot of free time to fish. <laughs> He's got like this idyllic life where he works five days on and works five days off. And mm -hmm. since school, anyway, whatever. Josh, Josh was, uh, I'm getting too much of you, but uh, yeah, Josh was like, hey, you want to come out with um, uh, Jordan? Um, you know, and I've seen pictures of Jordan and, uh, on Instagram, of course. He's at on the fly rod. Um, yep. and, uh, and he said, you know, we're putting together a little drift, um, on the, uh, on the drift boats, on the inflatable drift boats. And I was like, hell yeah. On the Nautilus Saga, which I'd never fished before <laughs> personally, especially not for steelhead. And, yeah, um, neither me. And, uh, and it was great. We, uh, Jordan had myself, Idis, who was on our last show, um, and Josh out that first time. And then the second time we were joined by Justin, um, uh, it was fun. We had two days on the river and we caught a lot of fish. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. 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 It looked amazing. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll get all that. We'll get, we'll get more into, you know, your guiding now and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. But why don't we just kick things off like we do normally with, uh, with our guests and just talk a little bit about how you got into fly fishing. Like how did it, how did it start for you? How'd you get into it? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, I mean, like, I think it kind of goes back, like, you know, I, like most kids just, um, it wasn't even fly fishing. It was just like, before I could walk, it was like rod in hand off the dock with my dad, yeah. um, kind of thing. And then when I was the age of seven, 
uh, my grandfather and my uncle, who um, are the fly fishers in my family, they uh, wanted to take me to Labrador. My grandfather had a stroke and so um, a while back, and so he's passed now, but um, it was kind of always hit one of his goals to kind of do that. So we figured, you know, like still pretty young, but it's you know a good enough age where, you know, he can remember everything. And so um, my first time was seven years old, took a trip to Labrador wow. um, with my father. My dad also doesn't fly fish, so um, hence kind of learning it out there. Um, my dad doesn't know how to fly fish. He still can't. He's learning. He's learning. He'll come. <laughs> um, but he, 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 he prefers the uh, center pin and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but, um, but yeah, no. So I, I, I took, uh, took the trip out there. My first fish was a four pound brookie on a bomber, wow. um, on the flight. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can really only go downhill from there, but, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the start. And then, um, like I said, like my dad didn't really know how to fly fish, um, couldn't really either. So every summer I would, do, or even uh, springs and whatnot, I just take trips out there, uh, fish a lot on the Marguerite, mm-hmm. um, and then a couple of other mainland um, rivers uh, that hold Browns, Brookies, um, and even rainbows out there. People don't wow, un- rainbows. People highly underestimate the yeah, and um, people high people highly they're very the rainbows are hard to get out there. Um, but, um, they have a healthy population of Browns that people don't know about out there. So, really? um, oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's kind so. of an amazing first place to go fly fishing. Labrador is usually like a yeah. little bit higher up on the bucket list for most people. Just, <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, yeah, exactly. Right. So funny thing though, like my, the reason why it kind of all came together too, is my grandfather, um, longtime friend of the lodge, um, Northern Lights Lodge in Labrador. He would go there every summer. Um, he's got pictures of him feeding black bears and stuff wow. right from the resort and all that. So yeah, it's a, it's a special place looking to go back. I haven't been back since. Yeah. Um, looking to go back sometime soon though. So four pound, four pound. Yeah, it's a pricey one. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it, is, uh, it sounds like such a special place. And I mean, getting a four pound brook trout, getting a four pound anything, but let alone a brookie is pretty yeah. wild. Yeah, I, I got a mount of it on my wall. I can send you guys a picture oh, cool. of it too. That's crazy. So. That's so cool. Yeah. Definitely yeah, want to so, see that. Yeah, they, yeah, there's a story behind it too. Like when they want, like my grandfather, um, you know, hard, hardcore newfie from Labrador or, you know, lived in Labrador. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted a skin mount of the whole thing. So he had a guy out there um, do it for him. He knew him, but he screwed up on the skin mount, then did a fiberglass okay. mount. And then in transport, the tails broke. Oh, gosh. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So, um, there's like a whole thing with it, but yeah, I'll I'll send you. So the one you have now on your wall is the fiberglass one with the broken tails. Yeah, yeah, because he 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 messed up on the skin mount, so I guess it kind of just went in the garbage, unfortunately, which is it's it's quite a shame, right? Especially when you're talking about you know keeping the fish. Um, for the mount and you don't even get it but um you know it is what it is it's on my wall i look at it all the time almost at, oh i look at it every day yeah. and get the memories oh, that's so cool. that, that that's all that counts really too right yep. so. oh hell yeah so so you came back mm. from the east coast uh as a kid you had hooked yourself into mm-hmm. fly fishing How, where did it go from there like you started taking the fly rod out more often or what happened e- yeah, so um, I grew up in Georgetown. It must have been around the age of ten. Oh. Um, my dad was just like, "Enough, en- enough is enough." Um, you know, like he can't just go out east every year and, and learn how to fish yeah. and and you know, kind of practice like that. Um, so funny enough, he had contacted Graham, Graham Bristow of a um, 
you know, the owner of a perfect drift guide company. Yeah. And so um, now I go from working for Graham to, or I guess being a client of Graham's to now working for Graham. So I've known Graham for well over 10 years. And so we've always had a great relationship and he's essentially taught me how to fish mm-hmm. um, over the years. And then not only that, um, you know, uh, after grade 12, I moved to Englewood with my family um, through college. So I'm a two minute walk right from the credit there. And so that's um, awesome. I just, yeah. I, I had endless time to explore and kind of go from there. And then, um, you know, that area also being Graham's home waters, is just, is kind of match made in heaven mm-hmm. and, you know, just kind of went from there. Yeah, Inglewood's yeah, such right. a pretty area too. Like that, that's a pretty little it town is, yeah. to, to grow up yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. And that's the whole thing, you know, like being, you know, coming out like out of high school, going into college, it kind of sucks because there's not too many kids around your age. But I mean, when you're looking to fish, you don't really care to see anybody else out there anyway. So it works. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. And so you were, you yeah. were being guided yeah. by Graham at that point. Um, and for people that don't yeah. know, Graham is, yeah, like you said, is a, is a big guide down here in Southern Ontario. I think a lot of people listening would either know Graham or even maybe a fish with him, but what was it like being <laughs> oh, yeah. like, guided by Graham? Like, how was that? How did you find you know, the experience, because because it's interesting, because now you're a guide. So what was it like being the client? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, it's it, it's really interesting. And um, I think, like, just being the client and now being the guide, I think that's something that I tell a lot of my clients now. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, um, especially with it being, you know, it, it was a long time ago. It was, like, over a decade. Um, but, you know, when you really think about it, <laughs> it's not that much time at all. And, um you know, I tell all my clients beginning, um, we all start in the same place. You know, I'm a guide now. Um, but at one point I was the kid hiring guides because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. We all got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all start in the same place. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I think that's something that I really take from it. And then also, um, just, uh, being, you know, he, Graham's always been a Southern Ontario legend. So being the age of 10, going up into the park and just fishing for, you know, 10 inch Browns um, back then, just kind of learning how to indicator nymph or Euro nymph or, you know, learn how to dry fly fish. You didn't really know what you were kind of dealing with until I was later down the road, like, you know, 16 or like 14, 15, 16, 17. And I'm just like, man, this guy is like an Ontario legend (laughs) and he can go in and catch a 20 20 inch Brown every day. And, um, you know, and then obviously, you know, especially when you, you use a guide so much, um, you know, they can open up and they kind of unlock their vault. Mm -hmm. Um, right. Obviously, obviously that goes with saying as you know, the progression of the client too, right. Um, everything needs to kind of come in the right place, right time. So, um, you know, I was, I was really fortunate to spend a lot of time with Graham, um, and learn an absolute ton from him. He opened up more and more because you guys were fishing so much together. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so, and that's the whole thing is like, especially like even for um, us, when we take our, take our clients out, you know, in an eight hour day, there's only so much to learn. And it's really just the last thing that you want to do is information overload Mm -hmm. because then it just, it scrambles everything up. And then you go from giving them too much information, which actually means they learn less. So yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. 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 You know, so that's also how we see a lot of like repeat clients too. And then also just providing like great service and whatnot. And that was something that Graham's done for, for just absolutely years, yeah. right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you were fishing with Graham, and then at some point you became the 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 mentor, became the teacher. You joined the 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 guide. 
Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> Wait, that didn't make sense. The mentor. No, no, the student. The student became the teacher. The student became the teacher. The student became the teacher. Yeah, exactly. Right. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say master. I still think he's got that on yeah, me, yeah. but um, I, I would call myself a teacher. Um, yeah, no. So, you know, I, I kind of slowed down the whole fishing with Graham when I went to college. I just didn't have the time. I went away. I went to Sir Sanford Fleming. Um, and Lindsay, I took two years of fish and wildlife and a year of, um, outdoor education, which is essentially a guiding program. Yeah. Yeah, It's essentially a guiding program in itself, um, which is super fantastic. And then I only did the year instead of the two. Um, I guess, you know, that's all I needed. Um, and then I kind of just came home and then puttered around, um, you know, kind of doing some other jobs here or there and just, you know, was trying to find something in the field. Um, but unfortunately the field's pretty tough these days and then kind of COVID came around too and just kind of screwed everything Mm -hmm. up. And then, so it was just kind of one day I just said enough is enough. And I just cold called Graham and just said, Hey, like, you know, um, this is something that I want to do full time. Um, and I've, I've done some things part-time prior to all this too. Um, like Graham had run into me on the rivers, guiding friends and family members. Not that that's really, you know, guiding, but he could, he could kind of see glimpses of it and especially fishing through him for, or fishing with him for so many years, he kind of knew what it all entailed. (laughs) Um, and he's just, I cold called him one day and he's just like, yeah, sure. Love to have you. Um, and he threw me right into steelhead season, um, there last year and, uh, (laughs) didn't look back since. Wow. So last year was your, so 2021 was your first like full-time guide season. Yeah, yeah, that's when I kind of gave up um, my other full time jobs and uh, went full force <laughs> into guiding and and haven't looked back. I think it's that's a pandemic awesome. thing. Yeah, it's de- sorry, Aldo. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think so. I think I, 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 you're one of uh, many who've probably ch- changed their life, or at least not changed their life, but like, you know, it's that near death experience. They're just like, okay, f this, I'm doing this right. now. This Flip is really what I want to do. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of like a. So I mean I'm. Uh, uh, I used to interview and hire people and you're not allowed to ask people's age, but I think this is okay. So just to put pe- into perspective for <laughs> our listeners, how old are you? I am 25 right. years so, old. So yeah. like, yeah. I'm, I'm, why I'm saying this is now having spent two days on the river with you or even just like glancing your Instagram. So for so yeah. young yeah. and you're fishing, maybe not your fishing career, but maybe a professional fishing career. Like, yeah, the knowledge base mm-hmm. is amazing. Like we learned so much that day. So, which is cool. Like I think maybe learning from Graham, you kind of, cause you know, sometimes you go with guides or, you know, we go, we're, we're lucky enough to go out with a lot of guides and it's just sometimes, especially in saltwater, it's like, uh, you know, nine o'clock, 60 feet, but there's no actual like, okay, why are we doing this? You know? Whereas like I felt on that river, I learned a lot about not only the Nottawasaga, but also steelhead in general. So I think like mm. an emphasis yeah. on education is 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 super cool. Like Ian Troop yeah. is a lot like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Matt Martin's yeah. a lot like that. Like the why absolutely. behind what you do. You the know? why, yeah, absolutely. And 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 you know, I, I think that's something that a lot of people don't understand. And I think you know, when you really break down the why am I doing this or why am I succeeding and why am I not succeeding, that's something that's taken me to new levels um, over mm. the years. Is always questioning it, always realizing you know what you can do better, and just kind of breaking down everything and not just going out there and, and you know making your casts and just kind of thinking, oh, a trout eats a nymph. 
and that's all I need to do, right? Because that that's not all you need to do. You know, you need to present it. Um, you know, you need to fit, find the lane in which the fish is feeding in, and, and this and that. There's there's so many different things um, as opposed to just kind of hucking it and chucking it. Um, and you always got you always have to break down why am I doing this? I every single every single move that I make with the fly rod or I get my clients to do, I tell them every single thing you do is with a purpose. Right. Yeah. Right? So yeah. so yeah. when you were getting into guiding and you and you started guiding for the first time yeah like what you know you're talking about mm -hmm. service and how you're different like what were you going were you going into guiding with a like a pre notion of what you how you wanted to to be and how the kind of guide you wanted to be like what was that yeah yeah you know um again like learning so much from graham mm -hmm. and not only that i've been very fortunate enough with my childhood where I, you know i've had many guided trips i've done saltwater um you know i've spent lots of time on the east coast and so you know i spent lots of time you know kind of from not just in ontario um fishing and, and it's given me a whole lot of insight on the good and the bad and you know what it really takes to kind of please the clients yeah you know um everyone everyone kind of thinks that being a guide is just being the best guy on the river and it's it's not necessarily that you know do you got to be good absolutely <laughs> you know do you got to be you know one of the best absolutely but you also got to be fantastic with people right yeah right? That's the thing. you know it's, not yeah. every day the fish not every day the fish are going to cooperate and you know when that doesn't when when that happens you got to provide the clients with you know a great day laughs jokes mm -hmm. stories you know flies knowledge you know why are the fish not cooperating today right what's affecting them give them the breakdown give them the knowledge and all that too right so there's so much just about going out and getting your clients you know a double digit day because as great and as fantastic as that is i've heard you know horror stories where it's, we got lots of fish but the guy yeah. was you know not not a very not a very nice person right yeah. so um you know that that's kind of really you know what it's about like i think for us you know if for every trip that i take out you know our biggest priority is you know health and safety yep. nobody got injured no one fell in no one got a hook in them yep. or anything <laughs> like that and then and then you haven't taken yoma out you, know, you get a hook in yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> well i i you, I usually tell them if they put a hook in me, it's okay. <clears throat> Just don't put a hook in each yeah. other. Yeah. You know, I've, I've had to, I've had to unfortunately keep an egg fly in the back of my head for a day oh, God. Um, and then get it out when I get oh. home. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but it, it, you stop noticing it after battle about wounds. an hour. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stop noticing it after. An yeah. Hour. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, you know, like health and safety and then next comes the education and next comes the fish. Right. right. So, um, and, and, and I think, you know, like it's always fantastic to go out and get a bunch of fish. Um, but it, I, I also find there's days where you get beginners, people who have never fished before, they go out and get a bunch of fish, but then they don't necessarily what they, they know what they did to get the fish. Right. They just know right. they went out and got a bunch of fish and because they were so starstruck by all the action, yeah. they don't really retain some of the information. Right. Mm -hmm. So usually like I find, you know, like a couple fish through four, five, six fish um, and then a ton of knowledge. That's like that's the, the best that's day. The, that's for, the right mix for, for, for that, the beginner. That's your ideal yeah. kind of yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And then um, that way, too, like not that we're ever fishing, um, you know, like around other people, too. Right. Yeah. But um, um you know, like there are, there are times where you run into other people or other guides on the river and you know, there's always, there's lots of room for everybody for sure. so, to go and, and there, there's lots of fish around. Right? Yeah. So how many days were you guiding yeah. when you started? Like how many days in a row? 
Yeah, so I was doing either six or seven days um, in a row. Um, so I think there was a couple like 13, 14, 16 day stretches Whoa, there wow. um, over, the, over the three and a half months. And so, yeah, especially when you're doing like two person big boat days every day. Yeah. Um, I think there, I think there was like, it was like a 13 day stretch or whatever. And it was my last day and I was putting the boat up on the trailer and like my arms like slipped. I'm just like, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then just, <laughs> well, that's it. Like, you know, that's a lot of days in a row you just started What were oh, you yeah. like, I still, this is good. Or were you like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you liked yeah, it. Yeah. You know, like it. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I love it. And, you know, like, I, th I think like, especially like in the beginning, I think there was about a month um, into the season where I was just sitting on my drift boat um, with my clients. And I was just thinking to myself, like, I, there's no way that this is how I make my money. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so it was like a beautiful October day at the end. It's and, crazy. You know, like the leaves are starting to come down and, and this and that. Right. So, and like, th th there's nothing better than that. Um, I absolutely love it. But, you know, like whenever you see like those memes on Instagram of like, guide thoughts or whatever like you kind of get a better appreciation for yeah. it because you know we, we we do get beat up a little bit right. but it's it's but, a hard we job lo we, we love it too yeah it's a hard job you know yeah 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 you know and then also it's just like um and then there's also the, the whole behind the scenes right coordinating all the trips and and you know always emailing and it's not just it's not just the eight hours on the river mm -hmm. it's you know the 45 hours before the client shows up the 45 minutes after they leave put the gear away emails yeah. um and that but you know like um it's nice because you know i get the couple months in the winter where i just kind of lay low tie flies and it's nice right yeah. so i work hard but then i get to play hard in the winter i guess too right and in the summer so. yeah. that's awesome so you yeah. yeah just so people know you do guided walking weights and drift boat trips right yeah. 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 We pretty, and so that's the best part, um, about kind of, I think, you know, starting to work for Graham and being with a perfect drift is if it's in Southern Ontario and you can think about it, we can probably accommodate mm. it. Um, we, yeah, we do walk and wade, um, and we do, I believe every species I would say, except for panfish targeting and stuff like that. Right. No bluegill but, days. Um, like we, <laughs> yeah, no, no, not yet. I mean, I don't know. Like I, 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 yeah, I got the I got a boat up on Georgian Bay, so I don't know. Maybe maybe I might get my center console boat out and uh, start taking trips out there. But um, but yeah, no, we, we we do steelhead, browns, rainbows, brookies, um, bass, pike, muskie, um, and carp as well. So. Carp, carp. I did car carp with Matt. That was a tough one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Matt, I've been talking to Matt a lot about carp. So when I say we do carp, um, it'll probably come from Matt. But, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, he's, him and I are going to go out and explore, I think, some uh, early season waters this year. Um, and he's he's expecting to do a lot with carp yeah. this year. Nice. And, um, yeah, yeah. So he, he, both of us are really excited for him on that. Yeah. So. Right on. I mean, so yeah. you actually yeah. have some pretty big news right yeah so yeah no absolutely. not only do you did you were you graham's client and then his yeah. employee but now you're yes. his successor i am yeah so um ah. yeah over over the month of january um uh basically graham and i um came to some terms and i'm now the owner of a perfect drift guy company and um yeah. The mentor yeah. becomes the teacher. <laughs> the mentor becomes the teacher. And the, the mentor. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's exciting. The prophecy so is fulfilled. <laughs> yeah. So, 
it's it's crazy to think and you know like there's i i know like the whole like with the age thing and this and that um you know it seems like a lot but um grant graham's still kicking around in the background um a little bit through the transition like you know it's it's still it's still me i'm i'm the owner now but um you know he, he's still helping me out a yeah. bit um in the background for the next year and then he'll be off in the wind and wow the rest of his life amazing so, Good for you, man. That's, yeah. that's so exciting yeah um, it's incredible. Yeah. And you know, I, I yeah. And I, th I think kind of like the whole timing was right. And, um, you know, he, he had said that, um, you know, he, he, he thinks big things are going to come. And I think also with Graham, you know, um, being the person that he was like, he didn't have to prove himself at all. You know, everyone knew what he was. And so I think in his, you know, the last kind of years, he didn't necessarily, um, you know, reach, um, or he didn't promote the business as much as he could because he was just happy doing with what he was doing right. and, and that's about it. So, um, yeah, you know, there's some fresh eyes and, you know, he's, he's still a part of it. He's still making sure everything's neat and tidy. Yeah. Um, but we're really looking to kind of grow and expand and, um, you know, like he didn't really touch too many of the warm water species. Yeah. Um, he did when he was, you know, a little bit younger in the last couple of years, like the back was bad. And so, mm -hmm. right. um, you know, he kind of slowed down there. So we're looking to kind of kick all that stuff back up again. Um, that's great. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. You're sitting oh, yeah. in front of a like fly shop, like <laughs> yeah, fly shop is, amount so of got, tying got, materials <laughs> right now. Yeah, I got I got two walls. One wall's um, ten feet by five feet, and the other one is ten feet by ten feet, and it's oh all God. covered with pegboard and fly. <laughs> it is a fly shop. You got that all from <laughs> Graham. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and be believe it or not, I got a up the inventory a little bit because there's a few things i don't have yeah yeah it's mostly it's mostly the hooks i gotta get some to hooks. so all this stuff is to tie flies for your clients so that you're always stocked and you can give them flies and that kind of thing yeah 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 exactly too right and then like i also got um like to my left here i got also just like my tippets you know like my fly line cleaners and all that too um and so, so everything, right? So it, it makes it really easy for me because if there's anything that I need to restock on the morning of, mm -hmm. um, you just grab it right off the wall and and kind of go. Right, so, that's smart. Yeah, super nice yeah. and organized. And yeah, I got I got like I think 15 pairs of waders hanging up down here now too for, for clients. clients. Wow. And um, yeah. yeah, and <clears throat> it's weird. Like I went from I was also someone who never never cared about fancy rods um if anyone knows me and knows um you know me from fishing at a young age i didn't have so i only had three rods up until two years ago um and i, ha I had two bass pro rods and a scots seven weight for steel heading yeah um yeah and like all my browns all my browns came on all my bass pro rods um so i was never one for you know yeah. being like you need the equipment to catch the fish but now i'm sitting here and i think i got like 30 40 rods <laughs> <in the house. laughs> wow. I, I i don't know i i don't know what to do with it all i i had to go and buy all new fishing racks to kind of keep it up and and so but it's good we're we're fully stocked and yeah, like my buddy justin keeps telling me all the time he's like you got to open up a credit river fly show <laughs> yeah. So, yeah that did at one yeah, time exist yeah. So yeah, and I, and I know the owner is his name's Wayne, and so he used to he lives right down the street from me, and um, unfortunately he had a stroke a while back, and so um, he's just kind of hanging on, and um, yeah, I've done a whole bunch of stuff with him. He used to rod, uh, do a bunch of rod making, um, and tied some of the best looking stoneflies I've ever cool. seen. Wow! So 
be cool yeah. out well, of that, uh, yeah. the old ice cream shop, you know, like ice cream and tip it, you know? Yeah. What I mean? yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And then there was, exactly. uh, yeah. And then there was the, uh, the old ice cream shop there. I think it was a Wilson's. Yes. Yes. Oh, was it? It was. It was. Yeah. So he yeah. had that yeah. idea. Yeah. That's the one I, that's the one I yeah. was referring to. Uh, like, yeah. 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 So, so oh, I, I kind of forgot about, yeah. So Wayne, Wayne had another one. He was more just like, uh, flies and custom mm. rods. Oh. Um, Right in, right in Englewood. I mean, cool. you know, I got, you know, been lucky enough to go out west, and and a lot of those western fly shops, they just cater to the river they're on, and it's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, they obviously run a bunch of. Gu- it's mainly yeah. like, it's mainly like a guiding operation w- that just so happens to have a fly shop. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. at the same time, like, yeah. you, the things you buy in there are just for that river. Like, you know, the you know, whether it be like four yeah. to six weight rods only, and like yeah. only trout flies and only the trout tippet. Which is, yeah. in a way, it's kind of well, cool. So like, imagine you're like on cool. the credit and you're like, fuck, I ran out of 5X. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> 5X. You know, and a or couple of flies yeah. biking around, you know, like on one of those ice cream bikes, but the front's just full of fly stuff. I think, I think now with <laughs> all the, the bell, now with all the, uh, the, uh, you could probably survive on shuttling people alone now with all the parking being closed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, and that's the whole thing, too, right? Um, yeah, and that's something that um, Graham always had too, which is nice. He's always, he's he's got all the access points right. uh, for private property. He's right. got lots of buddies on mm. the river um, that let him park. But yeah, yeah. So it's it's funny that you talk about the whole like fly shops kind of catering to one thing, right? So mm. on the Marguerite, I can't remember the name of the fly shop, but it's just a it's just like a shop. It's a Scotsman, and um, he just ties flies there and has every everything for the Marguerite, every single piece of Atlantic salmon gear that you need. Um, but could you? But could you buy a trout fly? No. no. Yeah. And so my my uncle called me up one day too, and um, uh, in the summer, this was actually just the summer that just passed, and um, they were down in the lower section um, fishing for some salmon, and in the back of a pool there was a thirty inch sea uh, run brown rising, and so oh, they were um, he was he, yeah he was asking me for patterns for his buddy to tie up so they could go back and get it the next day because he wasn't taking any like wets or bombers or anything like that and they couldn't go up and buy anything from the oh, shop shit. so yeah did they get the fish um, yeah <laughs> no no <laughs> no they, 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 they never ended up doing it and that's the thing so like i always go down because there's always some nice little brook tri- um, tributaries and there's a hatchery um that comes off the marguerite there too that you can fish oh, nice. um and so like i always bring a couple trout flies down too and some uh striped bass flies um because you can do do all that in the same day oh my gosh um and my uncle cool. would always yeah my uncle would always laugh at me when i'd bring him down um but he's laughing now because he missed out on a 30 inch serum so. oh god that's awesome <laughs> it does sound like a sneaky awesome yeah. fishery out there like you don't hear about it all that often because yeah the west you hear the exists, salmon you know? yeah. yeah yeah but yeah you know you, you know like l- last year they struggled it was pretty warm no rain yeah. um and um but like i it, it's probably one of my favorite places to go and i'm mm-hmm. so fortunate like i go down there every year mm-hmm. um and i'm so fortunate enough to fish it as a yearly trip uh thanks to my uncle mm-hmm. but it's um it's an incredible fishery i i think for atlantic salmon you know there's too much hype over um like quebec and stuff mm-hmm. Um, Nova Scotia, even mainland Nova Scotia for fall fishing, they have fantastic rivers. Really, Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic rivers. Um, and the best thing about the Marguerite is you can go and get a brook trout and Atlantic and a striped bass all in the same. See, day. that sounds like well, we literally my dream. Yeah. And, and it's like, I think it's like 90% 
public water and it's like a $60 pass to fish for a week. Wow. That's awesome. So that is awesome. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like food booze and where you put your head at night and, and that's all, that's all you really need to worry about. So um, yeah, it's, it's pretty fantastic. So. Now, now I'm going to go next year. There's going to be 30 new people. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody nobody helping the local economy, you know? <laughs> well, and that's, and that's the whole thing too, right? Yeah. And I don't think they've been particularly too worried about people coming because uh, the East Coast is like, I haven't been back in two years because of COVID. Um, so I'm going to be going in 2022 um, as long as the restrictions are all open. But yeah, um, yeah it's it's been... It was even a trip that I thought about skipping one year to maybe like go down south with some friends and fish some salt. And after missing it one year because of COVID, it's a trip that I will never miss for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So, wow, yeah. yeah, it sounds amazing. Wow. Yeah, striped bass, yeah, Atlantic so. brookies. Yeah, and you know, like it's all in one day. <laughs> I think like yeah well you know that's you got to be eager and, mm-hmm. and that's it takes a lot but um but yeah like you go for a week you can, you can do it all and um you know as i'm sure you guys have heard from a lot of your guests too like you know the marguerites come up before but there's something about atlantics that you know you can like i know guys that have fished that for five years and it's been five years they haven't touched a fish and then i've had mornings where i get four in one morning right wow. so it's just it's just the it way it is scratch right? your head it's, yeah it's just kind of all random. the time yeah. all the and and the morning that i got like I, i've had a couple of you know four five three fish mornings or afternoons and most of the times it's like i'm last pass in the pool behind five six guys it's not a first pass situation right um and, and all this so yeah like it's it, it's really it's really funny it, it it really makes you think um and there's, there's just really nothing quite like it so mm. Mm-hmm. that's cool yeah well it's worth checking out yeah. i mean you know uh yeah make way no there. absolutely yeah 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 i mean yeah 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 well we you know we you know i mean we talk about that right like spot burning and stuff like that but i mean hey yeah yeah you know and that's the whole thing like i mean i'm talking about a whole river it's a big one exactly so it is you know there's there, there, there's there, there, there's lots of places right and i think it's like with every river it's just like if you talk like people always go on about like why would you tell them about the forks of this river i'm like it's a fork of a river it's <laughs> totally you know it's gonna be good mm-hmm. well right people get, so. <laughs> people get mad when you name the name of a river and it's like well you know yeah <laughs> you know I mean? like, yeah uh and i, I don't know yeah. i don't uh i don't I don't totally get it because, um, like you say, if you're going to fish, you're going to find the, the water and, you know, that's just, you know, I think we should be yeah. looking for ways to kind of like foster better fishing climates as opposed to just keeping people off the water altogether, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I think like, don't get me wrong, like there's, there's a certain degree where it's like there too, there's too much pressure, yeah. you know, like you go down to Arendelle in the credit during salmon yeah. season like that's that's too much pressure let's let's take about 10 percent off there but um yeah yeah you know but like at the same time it's like the river needs friends um i can't remember where i heard that from. the river needs it's, reg- it's regulation saying, but... you know what i mean like when you get that kind of flood. well yeah and that's and that's the whole problem too right and like i think with like a lot of um you know like our regu- like it's not even so much the the regulations it's just the policing mm. right um you yeah. know like yeah. we only have one officer for such a large region they can only cover so much ground and once rifle season or hunting season starts yeah. opening up in the fall it's like we have 
there you you won't see a person on what's his name right uh, policing it and jordan what's his name the one I know ontario the one the ontario, ontario conservation officer, officer. <laughs> yeah. Bill. um I think, I think i think his name is i think his name is alex and um i think i think i think there's a couple i got all those contacts from Graham, i would love so. to know how your brain works um, you know, like 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 <laughs> you're like, you're like <laughs> no it's true it's true we basically do have one conservation yeah, officer making... we need more you know yeah it's crazy yeah. but yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, and like that's all politics and, yeah. you know, unfortunately, but and I I hope I hope it all kind of, you know, comes around and turns around. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fish are kind of my um the fish are my associates, so I kind of need them to run the horse. Of course, of course. Of course. They're, your, so, they're your business partners. <laughs> so that's it, right? So as long as they're happy, I'm happy. Right, so yeah. um, so far, things 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 are looking good. You know, like it's funny, like like fishing the upper credit this year. I've heard lots of people talk about, oh man, it was a garbage year, garbage year on I the credit, um, no, yeah, or whatever, like or you know, like Not even um, like don't get me wrong, there was a slow start for the steelhead, but yeah, that's the thing. Like I I think I think a lot of our brown trout fisheries did did quite well this year. Um, you know, um, mm-hmm. especially like um, with COVID, there's been a lot of river accesses that have been shut down, which has kind of been kind of given us a bit of a break. And also, um, big sh- that this is something that I really noticed. Big shout out to Drift Outfitters. Mm-hmm. Um, they posted their uh, clean up the mm-hmm. river earlier this spring, and um, there's certain sections of certain rivers that I've never seen so clean oh, because they're encouraging everybody every day to pick up the garbage. And it's also because of COVID. Um, mm-hmm. With the river shutdowns and stuff, there's not so much pollution that's being added to the river right. too, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was kind of a bonus that I did see this year. It so. was yeah. in one yeah. way, in one very bad way, like like the the you know for talking about the credit, like um, in a bad way. Obviously, we don't want to see the um, the oh my god, the sewage facility go on the credit. Mm-hmm. But it was yeah. kind of cool to on opening day to drive around and see all those signs that said save the credit. And so many people yeah. and so yeah. many of the landowners around there, like, um, and just, just people who don't fish, uh, interested about yeah. the river health. Like, I think that's, I don't know, that's a cool feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And that's the whole thing, right? I, I think like, I think what a lot of people don't understand, especially when it comes to the sewage treatment plant in Aaron is that, um, you know, like it, it's a town that's wanting to propose it because they want to promote better living for the town. But what people don't understand is if you take away the fish population that's in their backyard that ruins the appeal of the town for the people that want to live there and they're not going to want to be there yeah right like especially if you go down um like you know there's lots of property owners on the river that don't fish but there's also lots of property owners that do fish they might not just fish in their backyard Mm -hmm. but they still care about Mm -hmm. it yeah right like especially like um in you're talking about like the credit and even the grand river and all this too right especially down in um like the warmer sections down by like paris and stuff there's lots of river riverside property owners that they just live and breathe it like they might not be down there every day you you might not see them fishing all the time but there's a reason they bought that property in the first place exactly right um and it's because they want to see the ecosystem thrive and grow right totally so um yeah, you know, and I, I think like, I think with the Aaron, um, you know, as much as we all want to kind of do something about it, um, you know, and I, let's hope we do, right? Um, I don't think it would be necessarily the end of the world. Will it have a negative impact? Absolutely. Um, you know, but there has been, there has been, um, there has been, um, 
I guess, like uh, other yeah, um, examples of this happening. Like tre- treatment plants. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Other examples of it happening. And, you know, as long as they provide oxygen and a cold source of water, it's not the end of the world. Is it obviously ideal? No, we don't want anything in it. Right. Totally. Um, exactly. Right. And I think like, if anything, the brook trout are going to be the biggest problem, yeah. which is obviously everything that you're seeing. Right. Save the brookies, save the West credit. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about, because I think, you know, we, we know that the Browns can probably be OK. It's, again, not ideal and it's still going to make it tougher on them. But they'll probably be okay. Yeah. Um, but the brook trout will mm-hmm. suffer, right? So. Yeah. And it's also like you also have, um, and it, it, then that's the problem, right? Is like it's a wild, naturally reproducing brook trout population, mm-hmm. um, one that's very few and far between, one yeah. that's so close to Toronto. It's like we gotta. It's so we unique. just can't let that one yeah. slip, right? Mm-hmm. Especially, and that's the thing, and people don't understand is like there's big brookies in there yeah, too. Totally. Right? They're very few and far between, and they know how to get big, but. There's some big fish in there that people don't understand either, too. Right? Oh so, yeah, um, and it, and it doesn't even it doesn't even matter the size. Four inches or you know forty inches, it don't matter. Fish is a fish to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Same. So. Well, talking about rivers a little bit more, you know, I, I know we're talking about rivers and stuff like that, and whether or not it's a good thing. But yeah, can we talk a little bit about the naughty that you? That's the primarily yeah. river you fish, right? I don't even want to talk about like the fishing or necessarily. I just want to know more about yeah. the river itself. Where does it flow into? What's the kind of topography of it? Like we have never really talked about it. I've never fished it. Yeah. Yeah. So the Nautilus Saga is a really interesting river. Um, yeah, I don't mind talking about it too. And I think the reason why I don't mind talking about it is because it's, it's actually an, an incredibly hard river to fish. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Now you you take a you take a guide on a guided trip. We can make it very easy for you. So yes, um, I'll say that. But very. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've seen the photos. <laughs> There's proof. It was very easy <laughs> going with you those times. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, no, it, it it's a tricky river to fish, and I think a lot of the reason is because of the sediment in the river. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's a sandy bottom and okay. there are so many like like all you can you can attest to it right is like there's lots of times where you're literally standing on about a foot of bank and then you take one step and it's a 10 foot drop off into a hole mm-hmm. and so wow um i i yeah so it's it's extremely hard to walk and wade yeah and not only that when we're taking the boats down um like i, I mentioned it earlier with uh, some of the private property accesses that we have mm-hmm. um you, it, there's a lot of private property, right? right. And I, and whether you know when we're taking the boat down, we're allowed to do that. Um, but it's the putting in and the pulling out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that we that we have these accesses um, through some property owners, and um, and they kind of allow us to do our business. Mm-hmm. And so that that's kind of you know why like I don't necessarily fear about talking about it too much mm-hmm. uh, because it's extremely hard just for someone to kind of go up and if they want to go and fish it on their own, right? Yeah. Access is extremely limited. If you can find access, good luck waiting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how it is too, right? And it's also like when you hear the Ottawa saga, one of the first things that you hear when it comes to steelheading too is like you can't fly fish that river. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's extremely inaccurate. You can, you just got to be just gotta be really good because yeah. it's, it's tough, right? Especially if you're going by foot because, you know, from where you're standing to where you're casting it's so far there's no there's no back cast because it's all bush and bushwhacking right and and this and that um it's a lot of center pin fishing you know which we also offer too um but um but that that's kind of what makes it so special and unique too right Mm -hmm. so um you know we do see some people on the weekends you're gonna see that with every 
with every river um especially in the prime time but like come december and stuff you know um especially midweek there's 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 nobody out there because nobody can get to the river right right so like like although like when we went out i don't think we saw anybody right yeah no i think there was one day we saw one one boat and the access like like, i mean you don't have to you're not driving super far from toronto like if we're going to talk about from toronto like this river starts and it's a georgian bay tributary right yeah right. yeah so it starts right in Ottawasaga bay um uh, in Collingwood, you know it comes right from wasaga beach okay um or that's that's where it flows um out into yep. i believe and it starts it starts up and around um north of orangeville oh wow that's crazy yeah, yeah i believe it's its headwaters i don't i and i believe it comes from groundwater okay huh. um but don't quote don't quote me on that i, I could be wrong but um but yeah like the upper Ottawasaga is actually not too far from the upper credit so, so if um, someone, it's a, it's a really, if somebody were to hire you for a day on the Nautilus saga, basically it's, we're going to yeah. be in uh, drift boats and that's like the best way to do it and see it and, and have the best shot. At fish. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I think, um, I, the, the drift boats are something that, that we offer and it's probably what we do about 90% of our steelheading business on, yeah. um, we can't take three They're people awesome out. Boats. Um, and the rafts. The, yeah, the, oh, yeah, cool. like rafts we, we can take two. We can take two clients in each boat um, and whatnot. Um, we do have multiple boats and other people working for us as well. So we can now accommodate bigger groups as well as, as you can see, Aldo and whatnot. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it, it's just, it, it's probably the best way to access the fish. Like I said, it, it's a really hard river to walk and wade. So when you take the boat down um, and also just fishing from the boat, it, it might be a little awkward at first, but once you kind of get the rhythm down fishing from the boat, you can just drop an anchor right there, um, fish away. And, and you know, it's just spot after spot after spot after spot, right? Uh, it gets to the point where if you got 25 pools in a stretch, yeah. you might only be able to fish 15 because you're catching fish or mm-hmm. this and that, and you just can't hit everything, right? It's an interesting so, river in the sense that like, I think Justin put uh, put it really well when we were out that day. He's like, I would just ex- expect there yeah. to be fish everywhere because there's not yeah. like, a, you know, there's very, very few and far between as super clearly defined <clears throat> pools or runs. You know, it's not like the Grand yeah. River or like a, or any river really like that, that, that has these really defined pools. It's a slow meandering river. Um, mm-hmm. It's not yeah. huge, but it's not small either, like in terms of width. And then every once in a while, you know, yeah. like there's a corner bend that's pretty obvious or there's like a run that's pretty obvious. But for the most part, it's like when you stop, you're like, oh, yeah, there's a little hump here. And and this is where they hold. And if you were to just look at the river, you're like, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> you can't, there's go. nothing obvious yeah. on the surface to tell you what's going yeah. on, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing, right? Um, there, there, there isn't a whole lot of definition to the river, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when you're trying to find pools, you're looking for depth, you know, shadows, color changes, and, and the whole nine yards, right? Yeah. The problem with the naughty is that, well, I, you know, you call it a problem. I think it's one of the best things about it is always the constant clarity mm-hmm. of it being almost always cloudy. Um, okay. it, it makes the fish. Yeah. Like it, it really helps us with the fish. It helps us kind of dial in bright patterns and stuff like that. Or oh, they're, they're, they're always aggressive. They're always looking to take big, bright stuff, which kind of makes it easy for for us, you know, just kind of keeping it to very simple patterns and stuff like that. Um, but it, they, they can truly be anywhere like are they going to be in the deeper pools are they going to be in the soft slots and not only that it's it's sometimes the deep pools don't look like deep pools right because of all that cloudiness because you can't really find you know defining features of the river sometimes too right 
it, it, it's it's really interesting in the fact that it can actually be quite an easy river to read once you know how to read it. Yeah. But if you don't know how to read it, it's damn near impossible. Yeah. yeah so yeah. well, it's 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 really unique. Yeah. Well, here's what I'll say to our listeners. If this sounds like an interesting river uh, that you want to fish, go with Jordan. Because Jordan, like I didn't go, but I've heard nothing but amazing things from Aldo and Josh. And, and mm-hmm. actually recently, uh, another friend of the show, John uh, Clip, who went out with you and was like ecstatic yeah. about it. He said he had such a great yeah. time on the water. So if you're listening yeah, and you want to fish the actually, naughty, he, he broke his rod tip that day too. Yeah, on <laughs> ice, right? Ice, it was an ice problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I'm taking him and Shelly back out again. Amazing. And oh, nice. then he, he got a fish his, he got his a fish literally on his first cast. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Honestly, yeah, when, when so I took did him I. Out, so yeah so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was like the first first time first <laughs> trip it's a beautiful river to drift i mean you don't see like there's only really the take the the takeout where you start seeing houses so you feel mm-hmm. pretty wild yeah. and like for us it was only from toronto it was just barely over an hour to the access point and, and that was, it, that was and awesome. i think that's yeah that that that's the key right is mm-hmm. it, it, it's really accessible from toronto mm-hmm. um you know and it, it it is very private right that's the mm-hmm. thing right like in, unless you kind of know someone who's been on it yeah. or know how to tackle the river it's it, it's it's extremely hard um but with that being said it can be one of the best rivers um around for steelheading too right well, like um there, there there's some other rivers around that i fish that i love just as equally yeah. um but it, it, you're in your own little world out there and Definitely. it's fantastic especially when you're getting when you're getting so many fish it's just or or even even you know few fish or or, or no fish when it when it happens still beautiful time um that's the whole thing right um you know as great as the lower credit can be for steelhead fishing i tell all my clients i said when you book a trip with me Mm -hmm. you know i understand that the credit river can be even closer to you and it might be something that you want to learn how to fish Mm -hmm. but you know we can never guarantee fish so would you rather not catch fish floating the beautiful yeah. Nautilusaga, <laughs> or would you rather not catch fish on the lower credit, shoulder, right? Shoulder, yeah. Especially because, Four. like, especially because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. And it's it's also, like, when you when you come out to, right, it's, it's we're teaching you techniques that you can not only apply to this river, but you can apply to every river too, right? So, totally. And that's that's kind of the whole, and it also is just diversity, right? Like we were talking about, there's, there's really not a river that's kind of like it. Yeah. Um, I've never seen so much sand and log in a river and then like the flick of a switch, just it'd be nothing but rock. Cool. And then you flick the switch again and it's nothing but slow and sandy. And it's huh. just, it's really unique. It's got so many features about it. Um, it holds a lot of fish. It's probably, <laughs> and it doesn't just hold steelhead, which people fish it for. That's the whole thing. Um, hmm. You know, there's, there's lots, there's lots of like, it's probably one of the most diverse river systems out there. You know, the Grand's got lots of fish and the Credit got a lot of fish too. Um, But, you know, I've heard of pike and muskie and bass um, being caught out of the Nautilus saga and some of the same stretches that we fish for steelhead. I mean, you could see how it could be a great bass river. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Right. And the the problem is, is like, or I guess shouldn't say the problem. Like, it's so big, um, so it can be hard for people to kind of find where those fish mm-hmm. are. Okay. And yeah. what a lot of people don't know is that a lot of those fish also winter over, mm-hmm. um, you know, too. And they're just they're in the places where you'd never think, which is why you don't see them in the winter months. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, and but if you know where to fish in the summer, you can have some great success too. Yeah, so there you go. That's river a good tip. And... Go out. Yeah. Hit the water. Yep. Learn. You know? Yeah, it's also like I think it's yeah. a good and point, Jordan. Like, sorry, sorry, sorry. it's just a good point. Like, uh, like if you're looking to book a guy day, um, yeah. it is kind of a treat yeah. because because there isn't so much access, and you know it's a it's a treat to go. Yeah. It's a treat to yeah, go there because it's exactly. probably not a river. 
I'm going to fish just very often, yeah, you know, totally. uh, whether unless I'm with you or, exactly. or I'm drifting it like we like we don't have this culture, this drift boat culture here in, yeah. in Southern yeah. Ontario because a lot of our rivers are small, you know, so um, yeah. it's one of those places where you can do that. Um, and it's super fun. Yeah. And you like honestly going and there's nobody else that guides it. Going out with a so guide is a nice that's... treat. Like even if you're an experienced angler, like and you know we'll we'll, we'll talk Mitchie's fishing. Oh yeah, fine, but go because it's like you get the boat, you get the 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 help and the company and everything else, and it's like it's it's fun. Like it's fun to do even if you're yeah. not a beginner, you know. Absolutely, absolutely right. Like and that's the thing. Like I I'd I'd want to say that probably about eighty percent of our clients are first timers and beginners. Yeah. Um, but then we have twenty percent that um. Yeah, yeah. Who, who book with us all the time awesome. all the time right so year year after year multiple times a year um they love the service they love the trips they love the water that we guide to right and yeah. i think that's something as well um just with kind of um all the people that are with the company um and just being that um we're so diverse everyone has their own niche mm-hmm. um and we can whatever the client is looking for we can always make sure that we're providing the best experience possible it's wicked right? well there you go everybody yeah. check them out a perfect drift, Jordan Pocket. Jordan, we're gonna switch gears now and, and go over to Mitchie's Fishes yeah. Five. Um, Sounds great. Which is uh, five questions we ask every guest on the show uh, to round out the show. Oh, yeah. And uh, here we go. We're gonna start with number one of Mitchie's Fishes Five for you. Uh, what is your Perfect. favorite fish and why? <laughs> why? Why? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> if you had to pick a favorite fish, what would it be? I haven't heard of Mitchie's Fishies yeah, in a while. You know. <laughs> and you know what's funny it's like for how many times that i do hear him and i hear other people's i i couldn't tell you like i, I mean i'm gonna tell you mine, but you, you know you, you can never really think about them yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah yeah no my favorite fish i see that's a that's a tough one mm-hmm. i don't know like i think like if you're gonna go from a fish that like i i kind of got two like i got an atlantic salmon and a brown trout yeah so i guess like one touches the salt and and one doesn't I guess unless you're talking about sea run browns, but yeah, um, yeah, you know, I I think like like you, you hear brown trout all the time, and it, and it's always for the same reasons, right? Um, as I, I guess so with Atlantic salmon, as just like very mysterious fish. Yeah. Um, you you know you, you can always dial them in somewhat, but they're they're always leaving you scratching your head sometimes, and this and that. And I think with like the brown trout, it's just everyone is different. They always are so unique, the patterns, the color schemes, and everything, and also the nastiness of the fish too, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and I I think it's also the same with like Atlantic salmon, um, but it it's probably got to be Atlantic salmon. But like, and I think it's just because you know. That's a that's a fish that you'll truly never figure out, right? Um, and what also like a not a lot like when they're coming into the river, you know, not a lot of people understand the journey that those fish have to take, right? Yeah. Like a lot of these fish, especially when you know you're fishing in Cape Breton or whatnot, like these fish are going spending two years going around Iceland and Greenland and then coming back into the river, and they're not feeding for eight months once they enter to spawn and then go back, right? So, kind of like the 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 lifestyle that they have to endure all the time and then to just on any given day just be like i'm gonna go up and take that size 10 undertaker today for some whatever apparent reason right like it's just and that's the whole thing and i think like for me too um like dry fly fishing for atlantic salmon is something that i i primarily choose to do i rarely swing wets for them um i do a lot of bomber fishing for them so um yeah, so I and I think that's why like I love it too. So, so cool. It's no, good that's fish. a great answer. Yeah. They are yeah. such a mysterious, magical yeah. fish, you know, to connect with one. It's like there's oh, nothing yeah. else like it, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like pound for pound on a single barbless Hmm. hook, like there's not much that beat it. And you know, like there's some, there's some fish that I haven't caught that, you know, I'm sure could probably top it, you know, on like some bucket list trips, but still, um, I guess you'll just have to ask me that. (laughs) Yeah. It'll change in Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that kind of leads us to the next question is, uh, if you could fish anywhere in the world right now, uh, assuming it's the best time of year to go there, where would you go and why? Where would you go? Yeah, you know what? It, it's it's probably the Marguerite. Nice. And it's just is yeah, it's just I, I, I haven't been back there for yeah, I haven't been back there for two years now because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's something that like I, I just I, I really wanna go back and do. Like I'm dying at it. Uh, or I'm dying to get back and um Yeah. It's like a home away from home for me, you know? Yeah. Um it's just it, it's some of the most peaceful time that I have throughout the year. Um, and just doing the thing that you love every day, like even though waking up at 4 a.m. sucks and then going to bed at 11 and then getting like these like, you know, God. four hour naps <laughs> to go fishing for eight, eight days right. in a row. Like it's a grind, it's a yeah. grind, but, and that's the whole thing. It's just, it, it's, you know, some people love steelheading to embrace the cold and, and, and endure the winter and, yeah. and all that stuff. But for me, when you take the combination of, you know, the fish that you're going after and the routines that you kind of got to do to go after them, it's just, yeah, I think the Marguerite is the place yeah. for me. So <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. It's great. It's nice yeah. to hear like a destination like that for once, not like a, yeah, you know, it's not Seychelles like Seychelles or, or like super crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, and like, don't get me wrong, like that's oh, sure, sure. that's something that yeah, you know, like yeah. I think for me, like my biggest bucket list trip right now is billfish on the fly. Ooh, like I really want to go down to Mexico and get some marlin or yeah, sailfish yeah. Awesome. and stuff. It'll be wild. Yeah, so I, I think that's probably one of the biggest things for me. Um, don't know when I'll check it off. Yeah. Hopefully, sometime soon in the next couple of years. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, I've been saving up for it, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, okay, number yeah. three is what is your best fishing memory or one of your favorite fishing memories ever? Yeah, yeah, you know, hmm. that's a tough, uh, that's another tough one too. Cause like I got, I got a lot, I've got a lot of memorable fish. Yeah. Um, you know, like big browns on dries and stuff like that. Yep. Um, I think, I think I, I, I don't, I, I'd probably got to say, it, it would be the brookie from Labrador. I knew you were going to say that. Fish on a fly yeah. rod. Sorry. Like it would be, it would be, but it's got to be my first Atlantic. Um, nice. When I was 12 years old. Yeah. My grandfather had just passed and um, from cancer. And so um, I it was my first salmon. It was on the Marguerite. I think it was about 12 pounds too. Um, nice origin white bomber standing up on a high bank um it's like slow take too it was the end of august temps were sitting around like 68 69 degrees fahrenheit like kind of warm they just got a bit of rain um and i had fished for two weeks straight no fish at that point and um yeah my uncle just gave me the rod and it was it was like the last the last chance before hopping on the plane or like taking the shuttle to go back home later that day um before hopping on the plane and yeah it was just like it like the take lasted it felt mm. for me like 10 seconds because oh, you, cool. you saw the whole fish come from the bottom to the top oh, yeah, yeah. um and then and yeah yeah so it's probably got to be that especially like just you know my grandfather and my uncle were the two that got me into fishing and yeah. then just kind of getting that right after him passing and all that that was that's, that's probably magic. that's probably my best moment amazing. for me yeah that sounds amazing yeah yeah so well illustrated i love it, I, love it. I, I i pictured yeah. the whole scene there you yeah. Go. yeah 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 
it's the brook pool on the margarita. If, if we if we ever get down, I'll I'll point it out. You better believe like, it. Like yeah. picture by picture. Oh, oh, gotta yeah. get to the margarita. Yeah, it's a fantastic spot. I love it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Number four, Mitch's Fishies Five is why do you fly fish? Yeah. What do you get out of fly fishing? I get a, I get everything out of fly fish. I get. I think. I think the thing with fly fishing for me is it literally gives me everything it gives me joy it gives me love it gives me happiness it gives me heartbreak it gives me disaster it gives me everything (laughs) you know whether whether it be guiding or fishing for myself um it's it's an escape for me for sure Mm -hmm. um you know and it's also just something that you know when you get when you get really really good at something um, or when you feel like you're really, really good at something, you just care about it that much more. It just, it, it consumes you, it yeah. absorbs you, it, you just, you focus everything about it, right? Yeah. And I think that was something um, that I kind of, you know, felt from a from a young age and never really stopped, right? And, and that's the whole thing. Like, um, it went from just being something that I, I love to do every day, just going out and fishing on my own to now, you know, loving and doing it every day as a, as a career, right? And in a way, like... Um, it didn't like save my life, but like it's become my life in a yeah. sense. Right. And, um, and like I said, like it, it gives you everything, right. I, I see all the, all the joys from my clients and whenever I get big fish for mm-hmm. myself and then, you know, but you, you like, there's been times where it's like you spend two hours over a rising Brown, throw 25 flies over it. And then he finally takes and you break it off on the hook set and you want to snap your rod over your knee. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like as much as, as much as those suck and as much as you want to cry yourself to sleep that night, you know, like those, even those those moments you know just just make me appreciate the sport and just keep me coming back right it just it just fuels me keeps me going yeah. so yeah um that's good yeah you know just the whole consumption of it yeah it, i love it's it. kind of really yeah. why i do it yeah it's good, it's good, yeah. It's good answer I, it's always interested to hear from guides and you know people like yourself why you fly fish because it's like is your entire life you know like it is yeah. not just a fun thing you do mm-hmm. like it's your bread and butter yeah you know exactly right and i think like to the guiding point is like um you know, when, when I see clients, whether it be hooked their first fish or their 10,000th fish, yeah. um, you know, they light, they light up just the same, especially when you show them something new to acquire that yeah. fish. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's the whole thing is, right? Like, you, you like as a guide, you know, like, if the rod's in your hands, you know, you got a pretty good chance at, at getting it. Yeah. Um, but, but putting it in somebody else's hands, telling them what and teaching them what they need to do, you know, that they didn't, you know, things that they didn't know before to get the results that they want. You yeah, know, there, yeah. there's no better feeling than that, too, right? I think that's why yeah. I like finishing with... Uh... Yeah part of the reason I like fishing with Josh so much is that guy. Cause that guy slays, you know, that oh, always yeah. has a big oh, yeah. fish in the net. Mm-hmm. And every time yeah. it's just like, it was like the first one he's ever caught. You know, he's always stoked. He's always, if he misses a fish, yeah. he's jumping up and down and be like, fuck. And like, and, <laughs> or, and like, Oh my God, did you see that? Like, I love that enthusiasm. It must be awesome Doesn't to see that old. kind of enthusiasm all the time with clients. It must be, must be awesome. Oh yeah, like and especially like uh, there was there was two guys from South uh, South America this year that I took out. They were both from Venezuela, cool. um, and yeah, and um, never never fished before. I took them out center pinning, so not fly fishing, but they both yeah. hooked and landed eleven steelhead wow. um, oh, that man. day. And um, actually, I, I was also telling Aldo this. I took um, I took a blind man out earlier I heard this, this year story, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, he blind. Yeah, yeah. So Amazing. we were so, yeah we were swinging swinging flies on the big head. Um, it was it was fantastic. He was fantastic too. Um, his buddy hooked up in a fish. Um, we didn't get him anything. They went out later that day and they they actually got some fish though too. So, yeah, and he was 
yeah you know and like we're talking like fully blind but that you know it was it was really insp- inspiring to see too because this was a man um who who didn't let anything mm-hmm. stop him yeah. you know been skydiving been whitewater rafting never tried fly fishing wanted mm-hmm. to do it yeah um and you know i think also just like his desire to learn all these new techniques just like he he, he really excelled that day i had him wow. swinging flies 45 degree angle tight line no bellies wow. like wow. and you know just kind of giving it given his commands of you know cast forward back yeah you know whatever it be and so yeah that was that was pretty special this year too that's Amazing. wicked that's crazy I love that. yeah what a good yeah. standout moment. literally some yeah. you were somebody's eyes you know that's mm-hmm. great <laughs> Super yeah cool. yeah exactly right yeah. exactly so awesome yeah um i love it okay number five of mitch's fishies five last one is what fly pattern represents you best and why if you were a fly, yeah. what would you be? Yeah, it's gonna. They're all gonna be Atlantic salmon responses, which is funny enough. I, I never it. thought it'd be that way, but yeah, <laughs> it's it's got to be a bomber. Nice. It, it, but it's it's got it. It's got to be with the double calf tail wing at the front with a single on the back. I don't do none of this. None of this. You know, single calf tail <laughs> on the front. Uh, I, I I don't I don't do any of that nonsense. Unless unless it's a Smurf, I've caught a few fish on like that with the Smurf, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I like my my uh, my two winged um, bombers. Specific color? Um, I, it's color? just um, orange and white. Mm. Orange and white. Orange and white. Or or peach or peach. Ooh, um, peach. Like white white de- white deer hair with some peach hackle, but they got to be like peach Kool Aid dyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Special special. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's <laughs> you know if if anybody knows anyone that's fishy is like we got weird things about us that yeah. for some reason we can't explain, but we just do these things a certain way and. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, we're not, we're not superstitious, but we kind of are. At the yeah, same time, right? exactly. but, um, yeah, no, it, it's, it, it's gotta be a bomber. I, I think it's just like, you know, it's a very, you know, unique thing and it's something that I love mm-hmm. and, um, it, 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 I feel like it also represents kind of like how I, you know, tackle, tackle fly fishing and just, um, you know, it, it's also tech. It presents a lot of techniques that I like to kind of transfer into like the own things that I do fishing, whether it be any method too, right? Like what some people don't also understand is that whether you're indicator for nymphing for steelhead or dry fly fishing for trout, there's a lot of transferable techniques yeah, um, and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I think, I think that fly just has, has done everything for me and set me up to kind of where, where I am now. And who doesn't so, want to catch an Atlantic salmon on a dry fly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the whole thing is like, cause they can sip it or they can smack it. And, um, it's just, it's great either way. Right. And so. it, it's called a bomber. bomber. Like, it's so cool. Yeah. Coolest thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It. And like, and like I'll, I'll fish like some guys fish really small ones. Um, I'll fish almost like big, like size two watt cigar wow. shaped bombers. That's a yeah, big fly. Yeah, like some really, some really big stuff. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, for some, for some Atlantics. Yeah, everyone. And like, don't get me wrong, but and then it's weird. Like, I'll go and I'll swing a size ten undertaker. Sure. And so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. But um, hey, it's you fun. Know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a very big, big fly, big fish kind of guy. So. Yeah. I dig um, it. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. Adis is the opposite. Amazing. He's yeah. he's real fly, be... big fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, like that's a whether it be streamers, dries, nymphs, or swinging. Yeah. Um, I'm a I'm a and don't get me wrong. There's times to mm-hmm. go small, and you got to recognize those times, yeah. and or else it's it's gonna suck. Yeah. Um, but it the usually the big stuff's coming yeah. up first. So oh, same. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I feel the same. You can way. throw something big. Why yeah. not? I love it yeah exactly right so amazing jordan uh now's your time to plug 
please tell people where they can find you. Yeah, how can people go fishing yeah. with you? Well, yeah. can people book you? Yeah, where? What's your Instagram account? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I guess like my personal Instagram's just at on the fly rod. Um, you can find uh, the company page at I believe it's Ontario River Guide on Instagram. And if you want to book a trip, you can either find us online at aperfectdrift.com. Or you can email us at ontarioguide dot or at gmail.com. Um, I'm on the email all the time right now. So, you know, our kind of goal is to always get back to people as quick mm-hmm. as possible. Um, so if you don't hear with us within 10 hours, something something's wrong. So um, <laughs> Somewhere you're slaying right. on the river, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. Or that's the thing too, right? I'm out with a client or, or whatever it might be. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, I guess like a couple of thank yous too would be, um, I guess you guys too, you know, um, I've, I've done some work with you guys over this year. That's kind of helped me out a lot. So I'd like to thank you guys for that. And especially the podcast too. Um, I got my buddy, Justin Haratunian, who, you know, busts my ass and pushes me every day um, to get out. And, Justin's, uh, Justin's yeah, awesome. So yeah. He came on the ice fishing trip last weekend. Um, yeah. What a great yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Justin, stellar guy. Um, also, you want the best owl photos in the game? Totally. Um, go look him up. Yeah, he's got oh, a lot of wildlife shots fired to Dave Wallace. Like, shot- <laughs> no, I did, Dave, Dave's got them too. Dave, yeah, they, I mean they're they're both they're both top tier, um, and whatnot. And then also just you know like my family and, and and Graham and you know like if it wasn't for my uncle and my grandfather kind of starting me into fly fishing um you know n- never would have been here and if it wasn't for my dad contacting Graham when I was younger and taking me out on all the endless trips with Graham as a kid I wouldn't be here and um if it wasn't for Graham himself so awesome amazing yeah always you know, good to be everything grateful just kind of lined up right yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. right so everything just kind of lined up right and um yeah, there's no looking back now. No looking back no, now. No, we're excited to see where you take it. Really yeah. excited to see where you take it, man. Yeah, it's cool. And, um, yeah. And it was great to chat. It was great to meet you. Yeah, and thanks, Jordan. Can, you have to, yeah. you'll and Mitch have to spend the day for, on the water with you. Yeah, just yeah. for fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dates are booking up quick, so, you know, you want to get out there, we'll, we'll plan something now. And um, there, there's a whole bunch of trips that, you know, I'm thinking about taking here and some off seasons for us too. Okay. So. Yeah, we need a, um, when you get a free day too, let's just go catch carp or something like that's that. Exactly, right? Yeah, I exactly. don't know, man. So, that's so hard. Yeah, Matt, uh, that was a tough day. It's rewarding, right? And yeah, no, I, w- I was talking to Matt earlier. He's just saying the, the weather was just off all last yeah. year. Just like yeah. cold fronts coming in and stuff like that. And just like weather shifts and changes and um, just really, really picky yeah. fish last year too. Yeah, totally. so, yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully this year will be better and uh, especially with some warmer temps in, in the lakes. Oh, don't get me wrong. He had two on by the time we got there, but. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Fishy guy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the yeah. way it goes. Yeah, he, he's he's got it dialed yeah. in. So, yeah, well, no, absolutely. Everybody listening. Thank you so much, Jordan, for coming on and check the show notes to see where you can book Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan, thank you. Have a good one, man. Yeah, thank Jordan, you very much, thanks. guys. You too. Thanks, Jordan. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Gills Fly Fishing International. Gills Fly Fishing International provides the destination fly angler with the best personalized trip planning and booking experiences possible. And they run FFI Magazine, an online fly fishing magazine with articles from your favorite fly fishing writers. The magazine is filled with tips, trips, and tight line stories to get you jacked for your next venture out on the water. Visit flyfishinginternational.com to learn more. That's flyfishinginternational.com. Wow, Jordan, such a great guy. I know, like the two, 
you know, having seen him on Instagram or and have Josh or other people talk about him and then spending some time on the river those yeah. two days, I mean, shoot, we probably, hmm, I'm trying to think of how many fish we landed. Mm-hmm. But it's more than one. <laughs> it's just it's just cool. Like it's just yeah, you had a great time. You just had a great time both times, both times out. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it's the oh. Naughties is a cool place. It's a really cool place. It's funny because he's right in the sense that it is sandy, but it's got that you know that steelheady green, bluey water to it. Yeah. And then when I put the drone up, it's actually a lot clearer than than you think. Than you think. Like at eye level, yeah. it doesn't seem clear. And then but bird's I was looking at the footage to the drone. I'm like, oh, I can see right to the bottom. Yeah, it's cool. I dig it. It's kind of interesting. I dig. You um, dig? Hey, we went ice fishing uh, this last weekend because it is still ice fishing season. It's like Feb 9th here. And uh, we're like in the middle of some epic ice times. Um, that was super fun. We went up to Tomogamy. We took out few friends went to tomogamy outfitting mm-hmm. yeah we took um, yeah actually we, we some of our la- uh friends from our lady evelyn trips and um and some new yeah. friends friends of the show it's kind of was a fly fishing group that was all ice fishing <laughs> it was awesome it was great we caught a ton of fish and shared a lot of laughs and had some Froze delicious food yeah we got really cold and then got really warm and that's just winter baby you know we did, in fact, yeah. camp. We were out camping, but uh, it was Winter a camping in the so hot fun. tents. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, my God. I was thinking about it today. I was like, oh, man, I was, it was so fun. I wish we were out there, and I'd love to just go fishing and walk around I, the woods. I know. I uh, I love that little lake that it, that it's on. Oh, it's beautiful. You know? Just full of bike. Your hair looks great, dude. Thanks, man. You know, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, we're getting our videos up on youtube um middle of february uh so this this will be live this you would you can listen to this on all the normal podcast platforms or you can go to youtube and watch us talk and you can see all the talk about my hair you can see my house you can see my hair and you can Um, see my sweet so fly tie-dye oh you're wearing yours too (laughs) new merch baby get some merch um yeah Everybody, I think that's kind of a show right there. I think we can kind of wrap it's it up. kind of the show. You anything you want to say? Yeah. Nothing. Um, I don't think I really have anything more than that. The ice fishing trip went really well. We're going out with uh, BGOW. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is coming out the 15th, right? So um, by that time, um, in a day or two after the 15th, we'll be headed back up to Tomogamy with Tomogamy Outfitting and and brown girl outdoor world and demisha and a, a whole new crew of 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 bgow guests yeah going to the winter camp and doing the same thing ice fishing snowshoeing and um we're really looking forward to that we're, we're going to be their their paparazzi basically it's awesome so again super honored fun. to be included in that and um and uh yeah i'm looking forward because it's gonna be fucking fun absolutes um 100 and uh, yeah, like we said, check out SoFly.ca for some merch. Check out our YouTube page because we've got new videos coming out. We've got different things that we're doing. We've got different series. One's called Day Trippin', which is just a bunch of, of vlogs that'll come out every month uh, of us on the road. Of course, we've got our monthly fishing trip videos um, mm-hmm. and all kinds of other stuff. So check out YouTube, uh, the SoFly crew on YouTube and check us out. Um, yeah, that's our big yeah. plan this year. Big plan. That's it. So big, big plan. Big, huge videos. plans. 
Um, <laughs> but everybody, the, thank you for uh, The other thing I'll say yeah. is if you're listening on iTunes, uh, if you could rate us, that'd be great. Yeah, it give helps, us a rating, uh, please. You know, even if it's bad. No, no, no. Love, no. no, don't do that. Not if it's bad. Um, don't give us one star. Unless bad, you want, I guess, it's your we'll life, but yeah, kind of mean. But it helps us, uh, you know, it helps us get on uh, Discover pages and, and it just helps us out and we appreciate that. Appreciate you so much. We like to see little notes. It's nice to read. But, uh, and send any questions you have in info. It's so funny. I'd say we get all that at the end of the show. But thank you so much for Jordan for coming on. Thank you so much, everybody. I don't for thank for listening. And uh, that's it for me, Mitch. All them. Yeah, that's it uh, for me. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jordan. Um, you know, take care, comb your hair. And that's it from Yelma, too. He had to go. But uh, <laughs> he says bye. <laughs> Yelma says all right, bye. Thank everybody. you for listening. See you later. <laughs> You can find all of our content at SoFly.ca. Reach out via email by sending your questions or comments to info at SoFly.ca. Find us on Instagram at the SoFly Crew. Thanks for listening.